Yeah, that's right. You can call me crazy, all right. This is Tim Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Um, this morning we have myself and my grandmother's dog, Butch, uh, in the studio. <clears throat> that is due to some unfortunate circumstances with my grandmother, who is having some blood pressure issues, although she's going to turn 96 next week. And uh, well, poor gal, her body is just failing. And uh, it just reminds me of the fact that uh, in this life, there's only two guarantees, right? Um, death and taxes. At least that's what I'm told. I mean, you've already been given life because you're here. So that was that would be the third guarantee that you are in fact here and you are living a life. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, um, someday you will die, as will I, and you will pay taxes, whether you pay them uh, directly or indirectly or some other way. Uh, those are two things that are pretty assured. Um, in this life right so so welcome welcome to it's a religion it is april something the 14th i believe on uh, 2021 and the world has lost its mind just as it did a little over six thousand years ago when adam and eve bite took a bite of some stuff they weren't supposed to and uh dove man into sin and um, decay and that's one thing I'd love to ask. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody ask an evolutionist. Okay, so when did things go from building up to uh, decaying? Because you see nothing being built outside of our knowledge base, um, right? We learn from the previous generations in terms of knowledge. But uh, I don't see anything getting better, you know, getting built. And, you know, these astronomers and people want to talk about uh, like new stars being formed and this and that. Nobody's ever observed that. I mean, it, the things that uh, evolution purports uh, to be true are none of it has ever been seen. So I don't know how you can call it science. Um, it is based on faith, faith alone, just like the Bible. Um, but we at least have a historical record of potential eyewitnesses that were there when uh, a lot of this stuff occurred. And um, so I feel a lot more comfortable in that. Then I do uh, the fairy tale of religion and uh, it's, it's religious tenets, if you will, because that's all it is, is uh, religious tenets. It's not anything that can be taken seriously because if you are a serious person, uh, you know, I don't know how you can believe in it unless you want to believe in it, right? And so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God not the word of man. And it uh, makes me sad for a lot of the folks that, that uh, are proposed Christians. Uh, I was talking one to the other the other day at our church that was made, at least it sounded to me like he believed in a gap theory. And I don't know, you know, again, only God knows how long it took to do everything. He was the only one that was here at the time when the world was founded. Uh, I believe the Bible says that was laid on its uh, foundation. And uh, when he told the oceans where they could land and things like that. Um, it's pretty cool. So uh, we have something we can put faith in. Uh, man 
you know, when you look at our society today and all the wokeness going on, there's really not a whole lot that, uh, that other folks can. And so to be responsible with the gospel, to be responsible with what we have to offer people, I think is a big deal. And so um, I think we need to uh, be very conscious, conscious of that and do what we can to help people understand what the true meaning of God's gospel and word is. And, you know, my wife and I, when I look at my history uh, as a Christian, and I kind of lost sight of my first love, if you will, um, and got caught up in, in how to do things just right. And I don't think that's really what the gospel is all about. The gospel is like, look, I did it right, so you don't have to. And not that you should go, you know, and Paul says this, not that you should go around sinning, but look, I covered it. I've got it covered. You know, when you mess up, go to God for, for forgiveness. And uh, you can repent of that and, uh, and move on and try and do better the next day. But it's, it's a constant battle. So scripture itself is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3.16 from God's Holy Word, the Bible. And it, this passage ends like this. It, it seems we are confronted with an all-or-nothing proposition. Either all Scripture is inspired or none of it is. And I think that's, you know, we got to be real careful when we, as Christians, analyze and disseminate and uh, really, you know, as a Berean, you know, it's a good thing to, to, to look into Scripture and study the Scriptures. Um, but a lot of times we bring our own presuppositions in there. You know, I would think most of us do. And a presupposition is something we've already got a certain paradigm or something we believe about Scripture or we believe about a certain thing that, that colors how we look at things. And evolution is a great example. You know, people, scientists come into that with the expectation that evolution is true or the belief that evolution is true. So they frame things that they see in that context. You know, well, the... Uh, um, carbon decays at a certain rate therefore uh you know this thing we found um has x amount of carbon we can assume that x amount of carbon was in it to begin with and so therefore it's six bazillion years old and you're making a lot of assumptions there because you don't know how much carbon was in it to start because you didn't see it and measure it when it started and uh so it's really fraught with a lot of things but that person then is putting faith in something based on those assumptions because they want an old earth to be true and so on and so forth. So again, I want the story of the Bible to be true. I'll be more than happy to admit that, more than happy to say, yes, that is what I want to put faith in because in that way there is hope. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. None come to the Father but by me. And so I look at his life. I look at the proof of his life. I look at the eyewitness accounts of his life. I look at what he did, the miracles, all the things that, that he was able to accomplish when he was here, the fact that he went and died on a cross for me and my sins. And uh, why would I not want to trust in that? You know, I think people don't because they don't want to be held accountable. And uh, I think that's pretty much the, the standard uh, answer if you go, um, go down that road. Um, and we had a psalm this morning, 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. And uh, we should be worshiping the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him, all earth. 
I cannot imagine someone who could create the world and everything in it uh, in six days has got to be uh, a pretty amazing individual or, you know, a uh, whatever uh, God is in terms of spirit and who he is. You know, the Bible isn't real super clear exactly uh, how he is made up. And he just says, I am that I am. And so... Um, you know, it's going to be a wonder someday to meet him and, and our Lord Jesus. Um, so we should be in awe of him. And, uh, you know, I think in our society today, when I think about what's, what's really going on, I think that's one of the biggest problems we have as a society in this country is we've lost the fear of God. And now it's, it's more about the fear of man. And that is an unfortunate thing, because when we get into fearing man over God, over what the Bible tells us, over what God has and you know inspired in people to tell us about reality, uh, things are going to go badly. And you know, you look at the Book of Deuteronomy when God talks to His people that He chosen out of He chose out of Egypt, that He's going to bring the line of Christ through as a chosen people, which is really what that's all about right is there the line that Christ came through and uh, he wants to give them a good land wants to let them go in there and, and they just they don't want to listen they're like no you know I don't think so we want to go back to Egypt and eat some food there and get some fish and get this and that and anyway um, they get impatient uh, you know and yeah how much does impatience affect things uh, in all of us anyway um, I digress the uh fact that um you know god did this god chose these people um to work through them um and then you know you look at how many times they messed up over the years and god still uses them and still remains faithful to his promise uh it's a pretty neat deal and um again that's to me that's just another reason to to trust in god because when he promises something he will bring it to pass and so on the flip side of that, he does promise that at the end, you know, people are going to be judged. And uh, if you have not put your trust and faith in him, um, that's not going to be a good deal for, for someone. And, uh, you know, we should be more concerned about that than we are about how things look, or how we're perceived or, um, you know, things of that nature. So anyway, uh, I was an ex... 20 today was it Acts 20? Uh, I think so. I think it was Acts 20. Let me double check here because it seems like forever ago. Yes, Acts 20. I kind of let it run run long today. And um, got a little bit ahead of myself actually. And for those folks that know me personally, that is something that happens easily to me for some reason. When I get ahead of myself. So, after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed to go into Macedonia. We're going through the, the travels and trials and tribulations of Paul the Apostle in Acts. And in Acts 20, he's still going on one of his mission trips. Um, I'm not going to get into all the particulars, but one of the things that strikes me is when you look at what all he did and all the things that were going on back then, uh, you know, there was uproars here, and people were stoning him over there, and people didn't want to hear it. 
you know, they liked the sin that they were living in. They liked the lifestyle they had. You know, uh, in chapter 19, he got in trouble because he was, uh, he had healed this gal that was, uh, you know, doing some stuff for these other guys. And then, anyway, they were going on about Diana of the Ephesians and how Paul was going to mess all up their, again, their money, their profit. And if you look at what's going on in our world today, a lot of it is about money, right? You know, the richest people in the world are trying to protect their own. And, you know, they're pitting groups against each other. And I, man, I just wish people would see what is really going on here in the news media in uh, trying to get people riled up. And it's just a sad thing. And then you have people on both sides trying to take advantage of that by pushing the limits, by pushing the envelope, you know, black people, white people, all. And I just wish someone could glean onto the message that we are all one race. There's no, the whole idea of race is an anomaly. It's a, a myth. It's a, uh, it's just like the term species instead of kinds. You know, you will never, in God's word, he talks about kinds because God set limits on each kind. You know, how it could vary within its own kind. And you're never going to see a bird turn into a snake. You're never going to turn, see, you know, all this stuff that evolution purports in, in the pretty drawings they come up with. Um, it's not going to happen. So, uh, in the same vein, um, you know, you're not going to see that uh, um, as a reality. So, <clears throat> anyway, he says, Serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by lying in wait of the Jews. And back then the Jews were trying to get him because he was, you know, preaching a different message than, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, what was in the Old Testament. And they didn't want to hear it. They wanted to trust in Moses and, again, trust in man instead of God. And here you had the God of the universe come forth as a man and uh, and do what he did in the form of Jesus Christ. So pretty amazing stuff. Um, but, again, it's no different today when you look at the news, when you read what's going on uh, in this world. Uh, you know, the world still wants to trust in its riches, wants to trust in, you know, getting what it can out of this life because it thinks this is it. You know, the world is on a mission uh, because of the uh, unholy one, the one that the Bible calls Satan, uh, I believe, spiritually, is the one that's leading a lot of people into darkness, into um, trying to fight against God in so many ways, you know, calling, uh, you know, gender 67 different things instead of you're either a man or a woman, period. You know, there can be some uh, mutations that can cause issues from a physical standpoint but at the core you're still a man or a woman and it used to be if you were a man and you thought you were a woman they would send you to the place where people can help you uh, it wasn't like oh great you can be a woman today and uh, I just like when I see things like Caitlyn Jenner this whole thing you know Bruce Jenner becoming a woman and I just laugh. I, I'm like, this poor man, you know, he needs the gospel. He needs the truth. And, uh, you know, God made you a certain way. And to fight against that, I, I, I just, I really don't understand. So, yeah, BLM, these guys are buying houses and things like that. Um, and you've got just the news media cranking up 
you know, let's uh, be fired up, you know, black guy got shot by a white guy or a white guy got shot by a black guy or, you know, we just need to stop. We are one race, people. There's, you know, just because someone has a little bit more color in their skin than somebody else does not make them different. Culture is the thing that makes us different, right? And I, I wish people would really start to recognize that. You know, someone that lives in a small town in rural America is going to look at life differently than someone that lives in a big city. Uh, someone from South America is going to look at life differently than someone from North America. Someone from New York is going to look at life, diff life differently than someone from L.A. Someone from uh, Idaho is going to look at life differently than someone from Florida. It's just a fact. You know, it, it, you are a result of <clears throat> how you were made. One, the gifts and talents that God gave you. And two, the um, element of your surroundings. Uh, when you grow up in a small town, you can, you know, I think John Cougar Mellencamp said it once, you know, I was from a small town, taught to fear Jesus in a small town, you know, things, family values, um, you know, and I, I grew up in a large Catholic family. And uh, when I think about it, there was a lot of drinking and, and dumb stuff, but you know, it was a family, right? People were together. They enjoyed being together. They spent a lot of time here. They still do. You know, my one of my aunts just passed away not too long ago, and, and I got to see a lot of my cousins, and, and everybody was still, you know, being a family, right? Being part of that, that uh, environment. And so <clears throat> God gave us that gift, the gift of family. Now, when you're in the church of God, you have a new family. You have new brothers and sisters. When you're in part of his kingdom, uh, that is a beautiful thing. And so, um, you know, just when I think about the overall struggle that we have as a society and the fact that the, the media and the powers that be try and push this race stuff on everybody, and it just ma it really makes me sad because if somebody would just come out and say, no, you know what, we're all one race. Stop with the race stuff. You know, we have different cultures that need to learn how to exist together in this country. You know, people that live in the inner city that, that need help, that need a, a way out. And, you know, a handout is not going to help them in any way, stretch, or form, right? It may temporarily, but a handout without a hand up uh, is not going to, um, to do it. Uh, yeah, this whole thing with the cops, too, it, it just makes me sad. You know, they're they're being raked over the coals. And for, you know, you think of how many traffic stops happened yesterday or three days ago when this young man got shot. And yeah, that was, that shouldn't have happened. But the guy should have, you know, why does, why do people not look at that and go, you know what, if he would have just stayed, got handcuffed, went, you know, he got pulled over for a reason. He was wanted for arrest for trying to stick up some gal. You know, the guy was, was an evil man. He was not a good person. And now they're trying to make this guy out to be a saint, just like George Floyd. George Floyd was not a saint. And the media is shameful in how they're doing this. But they are vested, people. you got to realize the media is vested in this because the more controversy they can generate, the more controversy that's out there, the more people want to... Um, uh, people, well, people want to pay attention, I guess, to the news. 
And they're in the business to make money, to get people to watch. So, oh, I tell you, there's just so much going on nowadays. I think it's funny that CNN uh, is just a waste. I mean, we all knew it was a waste, so I don't know why anybody's surprised that um, it's been proven. And these people, uh, you know, James O'Keefe, God bless that man. I hope God protects him because... It's, uh, yeah, it's the stuff that's going on in our society today is pretty crazy. You know, I think at some point it's going to come down to the states, uh, states exerting their rights because the federal government's gotten way out of whack and it's been going that way for some time. And the leftists who are in control of our government at the federal level now are, are not going to make it any better. And unless the states really push back, um, you know, I know we're not going to see that in Illinois. Um, I'm hopeful that maybe uh, over time we can find a way to secede to Iowa in the county I'm, I'm in because I think that would be a lot better if we got some of these more rural counties out here in the western rim of Illinois that aren't part of the Chicago matrix um, to get out of here. I mean, you know, this whole sinkhole that we're in in Illinois is because of all the Chicago politics that has permeated uh, Springfield in Illinois. It's not the land of Lincoln anymore. It's the land of Obama and, uh, and his ilk. And um, you're seeing that at the federal level. I mean, that's what's really going on with our federal government. It got Obamaized. And, you know, he put a lot of people in place in these bureaucracies that did not care about your personal freedom. They didn't, they don't care about what you think is right or wrong. They don't care about due process. They don't care about these things. They want what they want control. They want to be in control. They want to exert control. And uh, they want to be China. Uh, that's what we're headed for if we continue down this road. And, um, you know, with technology that's available today, who knows? You know, they might actually get it done. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I'm just thankful that we, as Christians, have something higher that we can... Uh, um, that we can put our faith and trust in, right? Versus uh, man's institutions. And it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so. Oh, man. I love it. James O'Keefe. That guy. We need to be praying for him. Yeah. So, yeah, BLM. Co-founders. Million dollar home purchases. So again, what is it all about? It's about money at the end of the day, guys. It's not about what's best for black people. No more policing. Again, how many traffic stops happened yesterday or two days ago or three days ago involving white cops and black guys? And how many black guys got shot? So out of probably 50,000 traffic stops, one guy has a problem. And we have a systemic race, racist society because of that. I just, uh, I'm dumbfounded at the stupidity of some things that people believe in. And, uh, but, you know, people are sheep and they want to believe in something. And if we don't give them something better to believe in, then, uh, you know, they're not going to have anything. Right. So, so I think that's all I got today. I, you know, I, the thing we've got to continue to put our trust and faith in is that uh, someday the Lord Jesus is going to return. Someday it's going to be over. 
And uh, when that happens, there's going to be some folks that are really, really happy and joyful. And some folks are going to be really, really sad because they don't have another opportunity. And um, hopefully uh, at that point and in that time, uh, if you haven't yet trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, um, you will please do so immediately. Um, if you don't know him, get the get a Bible, read the book of John, get to know who he is, and put your trust and faith in what he did. Because we are sinful people, and we need a Savior. We need someone um, who walked this life perfectly um, in God's holiness and God's perfection, and went to the cross, died for all of us, and uh, is now seated at the right hand of God. And uh, what a beautiful thing that is. So, uh, Butch and I would like to wish you all a good day. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day today. And uh, again, put your faith and trust where it really needs to go. Not in man, but in God. Have a great day. Thanks for coming to It's a Religion.